You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fregera. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Our topic today is the truth about the weight loss industry and we have Australian weight loss king Silvestro Musu Mechi. Oh, you <laughs> perfectly just like an Italian woman. <laughs> the truth about the weight loss industry. So um <clears throat> I was there you know, in my 20s, you know, when the high school skinny was top of mind for me. There's the Slim Fast, there's the Weight Watchers, there's... Um, I didn't go to through through so much because when I became a single mom, I said, F it. <laughs> I'm just going to focus on raising my kids and, you know, but... Oh. Introduce yourself, uh, Sylvester. I know you you lost quite a bit of weight. So tell us about yourself, about your journey, and why you decided to join us at Soul Power to the People podcast. Well, Tess, thank you very much for having me here. It's good to be on the other side of the world. My name is Sylvester, weight loss king. I I lost 80 kilos, which is about 180 pounds, 18 years ago. 18 years ago. 18 years ago. It took me 18 months to lose, but I've, I basically have kept all of my weight off for 18 years. I was always overweight as a child, um, from probably the age of eight. Um, so right through my teens, into my twenties, into my thirties, I was always a fat person. And now I help people lose weight for the very last time. And and I've been very passionate about health and well-being um, ever since losing my weight. So it's important that we talk about the truth when it comes to weight loss. And just for the record, there are really good people out there and, and people who do promote health and wellness. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, there are certain companies or companies that prey on people's emotions and and take advantage um, of that right there that's the crime against humanity right so we're going to talk more about that on what your observations are in the weight loss industry where the weight loss industry downfall is is education now mm. all diets work it doesn't matter if you're low fat high fat eat once a day, eat five times a day, eat meat only, eat vegetables only, have a thousand calories, have 2000 calories. There is, there is hundreds of different diets out there, but the whole thing about diets is that they all have one thing in common. They all Mm -hmm. share one mission. They all share one element Mm -hmm. same, and that is reduce your calories. It's all about, okay, how can we reduce your calories? They all have the same thing. It doesn't matter if you eat once a day, we eat five times a day, or what types of foods you eat. 
That's their mission. And all diets work short term. Short term. There you go. I was, I was going <laughs> to bust you on that. All diets work. If all diets work, then why, how come we have obesity problem, especially in America? I don't know in Australia. What, what's. It's all over the world. The thing is, right. The diet companies know what you want and they know what you want to hear. Okay? There you go. Yeah. They, they know what you want to hear and play on people's emotions. Exactly. And so, vulnerabilities. Exactly. So if you're going to drink a shake, if you're going to have a shake three times a day for the next 10 weeks, it's a no brainer that you're going to lose weight. Yeah. Right. So you will get the results. Now, when you lose weight, you're on a high. You feel um, you're accomplishing it, and you feel good about yourself, and you're reaching your goals, and you're on a high. People are saying you look great, look fantastic. You're ten years younger. You get all these compliments, so you're on a high. What happens? You go back to your normal habit habits because you've reached your goal. You don't have any more goals, and you will put the weight on twice as fast, and you put extra weight on top. What happens? You fall yourself back into that roller coaster, that yo-yo dieting. We play by their rules. Right. So the rules for this diet is that you eat this, do this, have this, eat this time, eat this food. So it's all these rules. When we have rules and we've been told what to do and play their game, that means we've lost our power. That means we've put our life, our soul into their hands. Mm -hmm. I don't like that myself. I don't like it when people tell me you have to cut this out and this and that. And my my value is freedom. How can I live in integrity with my value that is freedom if I'm not free to eat chocolate once in a while? I quit dieting a long time ago because it was creating, a, you know, one, a messaging that um, I need to lose weight in order to be acceptable. And weight is a big thing for Filipino people. In fact, I, I don't meet any one of my families without them commenting on each other's weight. And especially mine is like, come on, can you just not see who I am? It doesn't matter how much self-esteem you have, it still doesn't feel nice when someone <laughs> says to you that, you know, what's up with you? Why can't you lose weight? I mean, it's not, it's not nice, is it? People's self-worth, people's self-concept is so tied to their weight and, and image and body image. Insecurity comes into that as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That they have to be more, to have more, to be accepted by society. And going back to your saying, when people get together and family, they always talk around yeah people's health and food is always in the topic because food is something that we have to make a decision about every day not just once but you know three four five times a day food is always around us mm -hmm. right yeah Filipinos gather around the table to eat and it's it's such a very connecting activity being Italian background, my parents been Italian and living over, I lived in Italy for four or five years. It's a way that exactly what you said, it's a way of connecting, bringing family together, celebrating, sharing. They might not have a lot of 
um, money as far as wealth-wise, but they show their wealth through the food and, and that brings joy, love, happiness, and memories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love, and by the way, I love food. I mean, I, I love food. I mean, it's just, and this is where when it comes to weight loss industry, they just take, they, they, they play on the vulnerability. They know, they know what to say. They know how to advertise. They know when to advertise. They know the times that advertise, um, the seasons that advertise, um, but that really gets me upset. I, I see it now after living, after being overweight or being unhappy overweight for so long and then not being overweight and I see it. I see, I see it. When I see those ads come on TV, um, I just see the damage and the heartache that it's going to cause afterwards. I see the right. after. <laughs> right. I even that. Going, going to the store, it is strategically displayed where they they know where to yeah. put to entice mm-hmm. you to buy. Exactly. They mean that the middle aisles are always the worst aisles. The, <laughs> the, the essential foods like milk and so forth is at the back of the store. So you have to walk through those aisles to get to the milk, then you'll pick up, you know, the junk food as you go along. So it's the fruit and vegetables are either side of the aisle. So everything's all located in those first three or four middle aisles going to the back end. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's like, that, it's not, not the drive through, but it's the walk through. Exactly. Let's talk about Weight Watchers. Lots of different, yeah, Weight Watchers, they base themselves on, um points points exactly yeah and and it's good right when when you're in a community when you're uh doing it as a challenge right okay first 30 days we're gonna do the weight loss challenge and it's great then yours you said earlier you feel high you feel motivated because there's a group of you but is it sustainable no actually uh maintain that same diet in a way that it's sustainable, in a way that it's healthy, in the way that you're nourished, and in a way that you're feeling confident. Impossible. The only way that, and someone asked me the other day saying to me, Sebastian, how have you been able to keep the 18 kilos off? And I've got a video coming out very shortly. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's how you start is how you finish. Ooh, how you start is how you finish. If you go too hard, too fast, too strict, you'll crash and burn, bang. Slow and steady is the way to go. You might not get there as quick, but you will keep it off for a lifetime. So the body is very smart, right? When you take something away from the body, the body naturally goes into survival mode. So if you're taking carbs away and sugar away and this way, the body wants to survive. When you respect the body and you make slow changes, slow, healthy, realistic habits and changes the body can accept as it goes along, then the body's good with that. The body will say, okay, I can accept this. It's not a shock to the system. 
I'm not going to shock. So it's about lifestyle change. Now, I know that we are human, right? And we want things straight away. I've got all of this fat hanging here and I want it gone tomorrow. But what is the hurry, mm-hmm. the, the, the patience in, in, in that? And that's true. The slower you go, how you start is how you finish. So when you embark, when you decide to say, okay, I'm not happy with my weight for whatever reason, with medical reason, personal reason, that's okay. And you lose weight slowly and you don't depend on the weight loss industry. You don't give them the power. You empower yourself. You empower yourself through knowledge. See, knowledge isn't power. Knowledge is information that gives you the power to empower yourself to learn about and about your body, how it reacts, because we all are unique. We all are different. There isn't a one shoe fit or diet or eating. What works for me doesn't necessarily going to work for someone else because we all have different lives and different goals, different families. We all have different amount of time we can devote to whatever, but you have to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Once you find a formula that works for you, then you stick with it. Don't worry about the next fab diet or the next superfood or the next crazy, silly way to, to exercise. Because the moment you do that, then you give away. And this is what really drew me to your podcast because it is a crime against humanity when we when the weight loss industry preys on the vulnerable and i was that position i remember when i was overweight and unhappy and i would watching the info commercials of a night time uh, <laughs> uh-huh. in the morning, and you watch those info commercials they do because you know you're vulnerable and you know you're up and you know you'll go to the freezer and then you feel in the back because it's all quiet and all of a sudden there's that info commercial there's that special ab workout that if you do this and do this and you'll lose the weight and it's only four payments of $40 and it better still, you can pack it underneath your bed. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like it, it sucks you in. They suck your energy and you go, yep, I'm going to buy it now. Right. Because they know. Yeah. See, I believe that everyone who wants to lose weight for whatever reason they want to lose it for, in that moment that that the light bulb goes off, the intention, the right intention is there. How we make that last and how we keep that light glowing for a long period of time, the secret to losing weight for the very last time is to fall in love with a lifestyle that you can adapt to for the rest of your life. Ooh, I like that. That's it. Fall in love with a lifestyle. Fall in love. Well, let's talk lifestyle. The lifestyle that we are being programmed to doing is work two jobs 
raise a family. There's so many single moms or single parents out there now. It's become the norm. And this uh, parents are breaking their backs. I was one of them, right? And so I know the pattern of getting seduced into just pay your bills and die kind of pattern. And so what happens then is, of course, you're gaining weight. Of course, you're feeling insecure. And then it's it's like a cycle, like you get depressed, you, you do anything in your power to just feel good. And then you, you eat, uh, you eat in generous amounts, right? And then you... <laughs> And then you feel sorry, you guilt yourself, and then you go on diet again, right? The roller coaster, and it's um, it comes to a point where we start to develop a bad relationship with ourselves, with food, mm-hmm. with exercise, and then what happens? We tend to use food and um, exercise against each other as well. Like, okay, I had a pretty bad weekend, I ate too much, so I'm going to punish myself the next day and do three hours on the treadmill mm-hmm. that's how we punish ourselves when we punish because we ate too much so we're going to punish ourselves with exercise we get to the end of the week or halfway through the week wow i've been really good i'm going to now reward myself with food because i've been exercising and eating properly so it becomes this vicious circle mm-hmm. using yeah. food exercise and our relationship with yeah the it's dysfunctional yeah it's because losing weight is a partnership it's how you feel your relationship with you your relationship with food your relationship with exercise to mm-hmm. me and so um it's it, it is a balancing act like i said um there's more and more people um single parenting and and for them it's and we all work you know we might have two jobs it's all about finding that balance is right. and what i found too from my own experience just sitting on an office job and just sitting for <clears> eight 10 12 hours i was working two jobs as an accountant so it's a 12 hour no walking no movement nothing day in and day out and i noticed and i would even laugh about it um that oh i was gaining five pounds a year and it it accumulates every year i'm like oh my god okay i i (laughs) and then it's like i have a, a a set point Okay, well, once it reached that certain size, okay, I really need to to get serious now because I I I I can't. All my systems cannot accept that number, right? So I I I I push it down, and when I push down, ah, okay, we're good, we're sailing again. That's a really important point you bring up because that's what I've been doing now since losing out. What are my one of the strategic steps that I use is that I have a buffer. buffer. Um, yeah, so I might allow myself, um, you know, three or four kilos or, you know, it could be five or six pounds as a buffer. Um, and then you go, okay, then I need to, I know what to do. Um, and then you start to track. 
But ever since I lost my weight 18 years ago, I do. I keep my I keep my finger on the pulse. Every week I do weigh myself. Every week I do put on a pair of jeans, see how my waist is. It's just a way to it's it's easier to manage mm-hmm. um, you know, three or four pounds than you know, thirty or forty pounds. And it's, it's better for your body also as well not to go through, because every time we diet, and here's another thing about the weight loss industry, every time we diet, mm-hmm. we create damage to our body. Oh, what yes. We, we, every time we diet, one of the biggest, it damages certain hormones, it damages our metabolism, mm-hmm. it, it damages a lot of um, internal functionality of our body. So every time you diet, our metabolism slows down. Um, and every time we try to go and lose weight, we have to do even crazier diets because our whole metabolism is out of out of out of whack, out of synchronization with our body. And that's why sometimes people will do these to reset the metabolism because that plays a huge role in our daily activity. Mm-hmm. So it, it does cause long-term, not only um, psychologically and emotionally damage when it comes to diets, because our self-worth and self-esteem and self-confidence, but it also damages our functionality of our body, of yeah. our metabolism and certain hormones that does it as well. And not only that, so if I'm remembering, I, I grew up watching my mom just just keep uh, working on her diet, working on her diet, working. I've never seen her not work on her diet. So wow. it's 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 green tea. It's um, you know those those tea that make you go to the bathroom, and yeah. then at at some point it doesn't work anymore. You become immune to them. That's right. I mean, because the body is smart. The body is so smart is that it wants to go into survival mode. When you take away a certain food group from the body that it needs to function. So if you take away carbohydrates um, from what you eat every day, mm-hmm. the body remembers it. You'll get away, you'll get away the first time. Okay, I'm not going to have pasta or bread or potatoes. There's better choices you can you can swap those foods for whole foods, right? But when you so you've got you've got simple carbohydrates and complex carbohydrates. Complex carbohydrates are you are your fruit and vegetables and whole grains. They're good for you. Simple carbohydrates is anything that is white and fluffy, right? What and, and complex carbohydrates is anything which is dark and heavy. That's how you remember it. So the simple carbohydrates are full of sugar and all the nutrients have been sucked out and that's why it's white. <laughs> um, and that's why it's light. So, but the body needs it because the body needs carbohydrates for certain organs to function like your heart your liver it needs it so when you take it away from it the next time 
you try and take that away from your body and the, the moment you reintroduce it back into your body it will hang on to it because yeah. last time you took it away yeah. <laughs> and the body goes aha you took away my carbohydrates and i needed that for my liver to function right. this time i'm going to keep it but better still i'm going to keep it and i'm going to store it <laughs> it turns yeah. into love handles, huh? I want to store on my love handles. <laughs> <laughs> and so my other beef with the weight loss industry is not only does it uh, interfere with our normal body fun functions, like you say, but it actually, like the pills, they say you take the pills, you don't have to diet, you're going to lose weight. But then all of a sudden you have a heart attack. That's right. To I mean, I was sucked in to a certain tablet um, called Fat Blaster, and which was very dangerous because, and it promised, it made all these broken promises because the weight loss industry makes broken promises. They don't keep their promise. And this certain tablet um, helped you lose your weight because it increased your heart rate it increased your metabolism. Now, if you're overweight, your heart does work harder. So my heart was already working harder, but then they said to me, take this tablet and it was going to make my heart, my heart even work faster. This is crazy. That's a heart attack coming. It's, it's irresponsible. Irresponsible. It's, it's 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 um it's a crime against humanity because they're telling you to have this tablet these promises there's chemicals and they don't tell you the effects of the tablet long term and what mm -hmm. it can do now that's now if you don't if that's not crimes against humanity the diet companies pumping out these tablets and giving these quick broken promises what is and we trust them we're, we're trusting them to grab this foreign object and stick it in our body and our body is not um our body wasn't designed to eat and take foreign objects our body was only designed to really eat food from the ground natural foods yeah natural foods eat from the ground and eat what's in season. I mean, you're going to eat in season because um, there's a reason why oranges and oranges come out in a certain season because it helps with our immune system. I mean, if you find a certain fruit or vegetable available at your local, local grocery store, that's mm -hmm. not in season, then that food has been hibernating for last six months, probably pumped with um, chemicals to make it and 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 process to keep it alive, but to right. eat that you don't need it. There's a reason why we have certain foods in certain seasons, and that's when you eat it because it's for your body. Right. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy the weight loss industry.
and they're making tons of money. How, how, uh. The weight loss industry worldwide is 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 a trillion dollar industry. I mean, just in Australia alone, it's worth about sixty billion dollars a year. So I hate to see what it's worth, but it's a trillion trillion dollar industry, and it's a big industry. Um, so, like I said, there are some good ideas as far as the 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 health wellness part when it comes to yoga, relaxing the mind. You know, but you making sure that you sleep and you drink water. That's mm -hmm. all fine. Uh, making sure that you have all that. But when it comes to your hardcore Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, crazy fasting, low calorie, taking food from you, restrictive, can't eat this bad relationship. Yeah, mm -hmm. they are just dangerous and you will come out the other end worse. Right, because for me, it it's coming off like a punishment yeah and and when that is the paradigm then what are you creating it's a self-sabotage pattern like why would your body agree to a punishment so it will try to return to love you know yeah. to yeah, true. honoring Absolutely. the systems a hundred percent test i mean because of the body besides the the, the the survival part is also the, the soul i mean the love part as well and saying yeah. telling you listen you don't need to punish yourself by doing these crazy diets because of whatever there's other ways that there's other natural realistic safe ways of achieving what you want to achieve and having been able to keep my weight off for 18 years which is really you don't hear many stories where someone has been able to keep the weight off for two decades and and talk about it and and pass on my experiences i wrote a book about my whole story um and that's why i focus more on my youtube channel because i'm able to um put the content out there to reach a bigger audience as well and i think mm -hmm. it's important to just educate people now i'm not a doctor i'm not a scientist and i do great work um yes i've been in the industry i am a qualified uh, personal trainer and i've done my bachelor of sports science so i know the, the basic fundamentals but just life experiences and, and learning what you've gone through and i've gone through some you know bad diets and bad direction and to to be able to be in a position an influence where you can pass on that to people and hoping that they take that on board so they can do it in a safe way and they can um, learn and educate why you should do it this way or why you should um eat fruit when it's in season and not restrict yourself and not put pills in your mouth and trying to educate people is very very important a lot of people just lose the motivation they just go spiral down back into the old pattern back into overeating again because it's feeling a need it's feeling a void right they're using food to so 
and and I can see that this is the lifestyle I want and I'm committing to this lifestyle. How did you discover that, okay, this is a lifestyle that I deserve um, and I'm going to create it for myself? Because I tried so many diets, 20, 30 diets, I was getting the same results. So I was a dieter, yo-yo dieter, that's how you, you're talking about your mum. And I decided that from day one, I, I decided to be the boss of it instead of being bossed by it. So I was sick and tired of being bossed by the diet company. And this time I took control and I wanted to be the boss of it. It's a moment that I was able to decide how I was going to go about losing weight and making a lifestyle change. Therefore, if, if, um, if I didn't like to eat Brussels sprouts, which I don't, <laughs> I would find a replacement for Brussels sprouts could be spinach. So I would move the way I want to move on my terms and I would eat food that were healthy on my terms also, right? But I never took food away from me. I never said to myself, I'm never ever going to eat chocolate. I'm never going to eat a pizza. I'm never ever going to have a glass of wine. I'm never going to have a hamburger. I never said that to myself. I never start from the beginning taking things away because when you take something away from yourself, you think about it all the time mm -hmm. and you crave for it all the time and you want it and you give in and you, you have it uh -huh. and then you don't stop. You don't stop, <laughs> at, don't stop at one biscuit. You don't stop at one scoop of the ice cream tub. You go for the whole tub. Tell me when you did lose um, your first 50 pounds. Yes. What was your emotional state? What was your uh, psychology? Did it shift right away? The slower I lost the weight, the better it is because it gives your, your body and your mind to adapt and to accept. Okay, so there's there's an alignment that's happening. Yes. The slower yes. it goes. That's I right. Like and and the body tends to accept it. Being the mind, the body accepts it. To mean it hasn't gone into shock. And this um, is why slow and steady is the way to go. Um, because you'll get there. You might not get there as quick as someone else, but you'll get there and you will stay there. Like Rome Rome, I love Rome wasn't built in the day, but Rome still stands. The foundations are strong. The foundations, three, four, five thousand year old foundations are still there because they were built slowly and they were done properly and they last longer. And the same with your body, the same with weight loss, that lifestyle. When you build a strong foundation of love, a strong foundation that won't crumble, then it's going to last longer. When you try so many diets and we know they work, they get to those quick results, but when you're sick and tired of going through the roller coaster, mm -hmm. going through the merry-go-round, mm -hmm. 
then you need to go a different direction and you need to take a different approach. Losing weight the second time, the third time, the fourth time, and so forth, you need to, to you need to approach it differently than before. Right. So you said something about love, the foundation of love. Talk to mm. us the difference between foundation of love and body shaming. Well, when you're in love, I mean, you're at peace, you're acceptance, acceptance. and you're, and, and you're relaxed, you're not stressed. It's amazing how one is judged by their shape. And I went through this, I went, I was, I was bullied. I don't want to set up the victim here, but I was bullied. I was teased. I was beaten up. Um, when I was, I looked, uh, I didn't sound different or act different. I looked different physically. And because of my physical appearance, I was subject to that. And back in the eighties, um, seventies and eighties, when you're overweight, you really stood out because back then uh, uh, there wasn't as many overweight people. Mm -hmm. So you were singled out and it, it, it's damaging because then that for me psychologically prevented me from, from being who I am. And, and this is the whole, and, and people said to, and this is what people come to me now and say, well, why do you call yourself the weight loss king? And there's meaning behind that. People think, oh, this guy must call himself the king because he's king of weight loss. It's not about that. When I, when I think of the word king, I think of the word kingdom. I call myself the weight loss king because I want to create this kingdom where mm -hmm. people come to and feel safe, feel loved, feel accepted, and they won't be judged. The weight loss industry doesn't teach this. I mean, if I really wanted to be a, a, a billionaire, which I wouldn't do, you would, one would have to go against their values and their integrity. Right. And not, not selling, I'm not selling my soul to anyone so they can make a quick dollar. And I've been approached by many companies to, um, you know, to, to push their products purely just on money. If I wanted to do that, of course, I would, I would be, I would be set for life, but I have chosen, I have chosen and I've taken back the power saying no. Part of one of the reasons what motivates me to keep my weight off, besides that I have fallen in love with my life and I love how I do things, but also is to be an ambassador is to be um, a disciple to show people to help people people need hope they need to know that they can do it as well so that's one of my other biggest drivers why not the only one is that when you have been given um you know a second chance at life why not use that to give hope to others that there is light at the end of the tunnel and you don't have to be bossed or told 
or give your soul or give your power in the hands of others, you can do that yourself. And that's what it's all about. Wow. I love that one, you're not willing to sell your integrity. And so no. you decide that you're, you know, you're not going to give your power that way. Um, you've taken back your power from the weight loss industry, from all the yo-yo dieting that you've had. And correct mm -hmm. me if, you know, but I'm just summarizing what I've That's heard true. from you. That's true. Um, and and you, took, you, you took a stand for yourself and you took your power back. And also, it's like you're also sustaining your power by the contribution that you're doing, giving hope to others. Because that one is like a, a circulation of energy. It's, it's returning to you. The good you're giving is coming back. You know, it's the law of circulation. So I love that. And also, when you're taking your stand, when you're taking your power, you're creating a safety for yourself. Correct. It's, you know, that, that trust between you and you, not the, haha, see, you're lying. You said you'll never have chocolate again. And look, one stressful situation and you're buying all the chocolate in the grocery aisle, right? So, so your subconscious is always watching, <laughs> right? If you can be trusted and then, then you punish yourself and then you're, you're functioning from resentment rather than from joy. And so it's, it's a pattern of uh, self-sabotage and self-abandonment and self-punishment. Uh, it does not work. That paradigm does not work. And ultimately, you're the one creating crime against yourself when you're yeah. in that pattern. So I love what you're saying that fall in love with yourself, like start right now. Right. And just take your power back and take however long it takes to realign to who you want to be, to that lifestyle and yes. really believe in yourself. Absolutely. I mean, you'll, you'll just summarize it all in that time. So mm -hmm. it's important to, to trust yourself and trust the process and trust the path and what the, 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 the direction in which you are are taken and don't let anyone distract you or detour you or derail you from the the journey that you have decided to embark on yeah that's not a small thing to do though how do they get to that decision what do they do what do people do to get there and not be conned not fall prey to um the the scam <laughs> it's a scam out there yeah it is a scam because it's it's very easy to give in when you're you're most vulnerable mm -hmm. and it, it's it's not easy it takes a lot of hard work when a flower doesn't bloom you need to remove that flower away from the environment because the flower can the flower can bloom anywhere providing that we are fed and we are protected and then we are looked after in that environment. You have to get deep with yourself. You have to really be realistic because you need to be honest with yourself. Like my, my moment of truth, when I said that said I'm going to lose weight, yes, that happened from a, a video that was taken at Easter time and I can see how big I got. 
But that was just that was just that little extra nudge that got me there because I didn't like what I saw. Mm-hmm. And and I, I then decided, well, if I've been trying, and I was 34 years old at that time, at 34 years old, you know what's good and what isn't good. So the moment that I was honest with myself and truthful with myself and I took responsibility for my own doing and not pointing the finger and I took control. I'm going to be the boss of it. I'm going to lose weight and, and, and do things on my terms and do it differently than before. You need to really tap into your inner soul and Mm -hmm. really find peace in yourself first. Right. And, and sometimes that's so evasive. I like what you said that you really have to be deep with yourself to be real brutally honest, really. Um, because a lot of people run away from the pain and then want that quick fix, the band-aid solution. And almost always they never work. I really had to find that inner peace first, but no, I never had, um, now I got to the point that I was so angry with myself that I would wish harm on those people that were skinny. Or I would make excuses that, oh, look at them, they're skinny and they're not eating. And, you know, I I would, that's the point I got to where I was very hateful against other people as well. I mean, that's a really bad place to be. Somehow, somewhere within myself, I just knew that for me to move forward, I had to find peace, I had to find love, and I had to be totally brutally honest with myself that I I got to where I am because of me and there was wow. no more pointing the finger and blaming because when we point the finger and we blame other people then it takes away the responsibility and it feels good and we can shift it we can shift and we can pass on that blame to someone else and we can okay it's fine but when we really get deep and we accept it, hey, geez, so that's right. Now I got this way because of this, this is, well, this is my doing. I think when you accept it and, and that you take responsibility, then you are then empowering yourself again. Mm-hmm. The man? Right. Um, and so, okay, um, if you didn't, change when you did what would you have lost on or where would you be now if you didn't do the changes that you actually did what were what were the negative uh consequences that would have awaited you had you not made changes i would have definitely still be yo-yo dieting there would have been this up and down part and i definitely would have been a lot bigger um, as well, and and I think emotionally, I wouldn't have been a very nice person. Nice person, very. I would have had a lot more hate, mm-hmm. uh, and probably regret as well. But I think that what has weight loss given me, and everything else, 
it's just given me peace. Um, it's given me freedom. Um, and it's given me um, a gift that I can help others as well. Right. You tuned into your gift. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I asked that because I'm, I'm constantly asking that because... Uh, Good question. With, with uh, food... It was an intentional choice. You know, with, with all the changes that people go through, especially in COVID, right? When, when people look for uh, safety, there's safety in food. There's safety and familiarity and comfort in food. And that's what people know and that's what they gravitate to, right? So for me, I because I was going through so much growth spurts, I'm moving around, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. For me, it's, it's food was grounding. Food was my constant. I don't deprive myself. But then, of course, with the lockdown and such, when they close down, I'm not even dancing as often as I used to. Before, I would dance uh, three times a week. Mm. And, you know, that would take care of the movements, uh, the shape, the body, the energy, and all that. But with, again, it's kind of like my office uh, experience when I'm just sitting down and um, not moving, then mm. the energy is not as high. It's no. uh, the movement, you know, there, then there's tension in the neck. It's not as um, fluid, my body, right? And then all of a sudden I'm getting like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, right. I mean, because. Um... The body needs to move. That's non-negotiable. You feel good. It puts you that mood. It's joy, enjoyment, yeah. and you love it. I mean, so yeah, the the human body was was designed to move from day one, mm-hmm. um, especially when they were being chased by dinosaurs and and lions and tigers, and they had to survive out there. Uh, mm-hmm. They had to make sure that they could run and, and move. So I guess you COVID has brought us into this state that we it restrict us when we feel restricted so yeah i mean and and the whole thing about you have to exercise and lose weight is not you can lose weight without exercise you can lose a lot of weight without exercising but by exercising and moving like i said with your dancing what does dancing give you mm-hmm. joy joy puts a smile on your face to me, you release these endorphins and yeah. you do it with music. And most importantly, you enjoy it. Right. You can fall in love. You, if, if dancing is your thing to move, you love that, don't you? You could do it every day if you could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Important. Yeah. And in, in 2020, I couldn't do it because I was like, <clears throat> I was like, just all these crimes against humanity. It was like, <laughs> but this year is like, okay, that's it. I, I bought a, actually an online program, sensual uh, movement. So that it's kind of like what you're saying, you know, you have to get tired of, oh my God, I can't stand up. I, can't, I can walk up and down the stairs without panting. So those are my, my uh, gauge, right? And when it reaches that, okay. <laughs> and, and you're and you're lucky because you know um those triggers and gauges but some people it'll take them years and years and years to understand that 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of tuned into. I'm tuned into my intention because okay, I'm going through a lot of changes. I'm going so so. I'm seeing this, I guess, because it's it's forgiveness and it's permission. So, um, and when I did that, I can't shame myself into okay, you're eating again. You, you know, I I can't sh- shame myself for something that I said is okay. It's okay yes. to eat because this this is my only form of security right now. My form yes. of familiarity right now is the food and i'm yeah. not going to deprive myself of that that's right food is your friend yeah. food doesn't reject you food is always there for you mm-hmm. um food gives us a lot security yeah. but it does a lot more because food was my best friend and is always there and never rejected me as well right and then okay a couple of pounds <laughs> here and there fine you know don't judge yourself you know, love yourself through it. Then when you decide that this is not me, this is not the highest expression of me, then do something about it because you are listening to you. That's right. right. And, and at the end of the day, it all comes down to you. At the end of the day, it right. all comes down to only you can really make that decision and, and hopefully make the right decision how you go about doing it. Right. So you get to a point that where you're happy with, doesn't matter where you are, you're happy at a certain weight or a certain shape or whatever it is. Long as you are happy where you want to get to, then it's just a matter of maintaining that and and then knowing what to do and how to react when you get to a point where then you need to take control of it again. And don't look for a quick fix. And just trust yourself because once you've done it once, once you've done it once yourself naturally, then you know that method and process works, and then you don't have to rely, in this case, mm-hmm. the weight loss industry to help you get there again because you've done it, you've done it before. So the whole beauty of not relying on the weight loss industry, not relying on the diet, then you have then taken this new journey. And you decide to lose weight on your terms and do things that you can do forever. Once you've lost that weight that way, and then if it does creep back up again, then you know you can do it that way again because you can do it that way. You're proving yourself. You know, once you can do it again on your terms. Right, right. You don't give the power to anyone or anybody um, for you to, to lose weight. Now, is hiring a coach uh, giving power to the coach? No, I don't think hiring a coach gives power to the coach. Hiring the coach is just a way of them to give you guidance and Mm -hmm. and to keep you accountable and to pass on um, knowledge that's going to help you. And they look at you as a person. I mean, they look at what is needed for you what's it's because it having a coach is personal um it's not a one shoe fit for everyone so i think if you get to a point where you need a coach or need a mentor to guide you and to be there for you and mm-hmm. just to nudge you and pick you back up again and just to give that reassurance of what you are doing um mm-hmm. we'll, want to get to and to encourage you is, right. is 
thing to have as well. So encouragement, um, guidance, um, not telling you what to do, um, but suggesting um, ways to do things. You really have to be able to to have a coach or have a mentor be on the same wavelength. Yeah, definitely. Your coach is very important. Is not only help you to get to you want to get to, but to the point that you'll get to it, and then you don't need to become dependent on them as well. A good coach is is that not one one, you know, make that installs fear in you and take things away from you and do it this way and then you become reliant. It's a good coach is someone that, you know, gets to a point where they let that person blossom and, and fly and, and and spread out. That's a good coach. Right. And and that environment that you were talking about, right? Yes. Because in our normal environment, people usually are uh, are are the naysayers. Oh, you can't do that. Are you crazy? You know. Yeah, exactly. They they, they shape your mind. I mean, so yes. and unfortunately, that's probably people who are, are doing that out of fear. There's always a reason why someone's putting you down because they're scared, or threatened, or they don't want you to see see you succeed. Right. Um, and also they are creating the stress and stress and weight gain are oh, it's a tremendous domain and right. and it becomes a, a mind game so you don't you don't need that you need to be in a clear head space a nice environment and if you don't have friends or you have family there's other ways to put yourself into that environment. having a coach having a mentor is one way um you know, listen to being a nice relaxing part, music situations that turn, written a book. There is so much information available mm -hmm. out there, free information as well. But when you can hire a coach, when you can hire a mentor that is at a place where you want to be <coughs> or has and what you want to have, and they have done it in a way that you can see yourself doing it as well, then they're the perfect fit for you. Right, right, right. Yeah, because it's so easy to go back into old patterns when you're just doing it by yourself. It's so easy to to uh, succumb to the thoughts, uh, the negative thoughts that, oh, what's the point? Okay, let yeah. me just grab the tub of ice cream. That's right. Especially in the beginning when you're at most vulnerable. I mean, in the beginning when you're, if you're not seeing or getting the results um, quick enough, mm -hmm. that can deflate you as well. Weight loss, you'll go up, you have a plateau, you go around a corner, you're not seeing results, then seeing results. That's all part of the process you want to get to. So when someone is being reassured that this is all normal, then it's fine. When things don't feel normal or feel foreign and we don't know, then we give up because we don't know, they, we don't know any better. Right. It's, it's, it's overwhelming. It's too much work. Then we give up. We, we, we give up right away. But with yeah. a mentor to hold you accountable and to create space for you, um, you can actually create magic. 
that you oh. never knew you could do. That's that's the power of mentorship, power of coaching, right? Exactly. So, and believing in yourself is good, but when you have someone else that's guiding you and also believes in you as well, mm -hmm. like, wow, you, you only need one person. That one who believes in you and, and that blossoming um, starts immediately, immediately when you have that one person reflecting back to you what you want to hear the most because you know it it's true but then your environment is saying you're no good you're no good you're no good exactly. <laughs> then you have that mentor you have that coach who not only can pave the way for you but actually believe that you can do it why because you've done it silvestro you you know how the process is you know what the journey is like and you can they, know what's, they know what's coming up and they can anticipate and yeah. be proactive, not reactive on a situation yeah. that they know. Having a coach, having a mentor is the safest way and sustainable way to get to where you want to get to safely and guaranteed. Safely, yeah, without messing up your internal system, without yeah. lowering your immune system. And without having to go back to the weight gain, because the weight gain is bigger than the last weight loss, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't that true? Yeah. Well, I'm actually. Um, I released a video the other day talking about regaining the weight and why. Um, today, I released another video which talks about um, how to lose the weight that you regained. Wow. And then I'm making a video today which I'll release probably next week which talks about um, now that I lost the weight, what's next? What's next? Yeah, so it's all about having a plan in place mm -hmm. once you've reached to where you want to reach to. Right. And people talk a lot about, oh, this transition, you know, transition after a diet, what do I do? But you shouldn't be transitioning because if you started your weight loss, the way that you will fall into adapt to then it just flows there's there's no transition that now i have to do this that should it should just flow and that's why it's very important when you lose weight for the very last time it's how you start how once you reach your goal then it just by by the time you reach your goal it slowly it it flows there's no there's no hiccup losing weight for the very last time it all starts from the beginning it all starts that you say, yep, this is, I've accepted this way. I'm taking charge. I'm the boss. I know it's probably not what people want to hear because they want to hear, here's this magic tablet. That's all you have to do. I know. I know that. Well, here's this magic, here's this magic potion, you know, or here's this abracadabra. I know, right? But I won't give people the BS. Majority of people don't want to hear that. They just want the quick fix. And when I get someone that approaches me and says, Sylvester, Sylvester, I want to lose five kilos and in, in two weeks, can you help me? I'll say, no, I won't. If you want to lose five kilos in, in two weeks, just don't eat, have a, have a cup of soup each day and you'll lose it. Right. Losing weight's really easy. But the can main you maintain it? No. You can't, you cannot sustain that level of, it's like the show, The Biggest Loser, for example. 
Now, the biggest losers, most of them, unfortunately and sadly enough, 95% of them have gone back to their, to their, Isn't their that work. Right? Is that right? I mean, I can believe that. Yes, because they're in this environment where they've got 24 7. Um, this is what you eat. This is how you exercise. This is what you do. You're locked up in your room. There's all these rules. There's all these, all these conditions and stuff. Mm -hmm. And of course, you lose weight. But when they step outside that environment that has told them to do this and to do that, and they come back into the real world mm -hmm. and they're not able to devote the amount of time and energy as they were able to 24 seven, it's just naturally, and it's not their fault. It is not their fault at all that they've regained the weight. It's expected from the, the natural process of the body. That's it. They, they, they just don't, they were doomed from day one. They were doomed from day one um, when they walked into that biggest loser because at the end of the day, that's just a game, that's just rating, that's just money making, and it's and it sends the wrong message. I'll tell you why it sends the wrong message. They get up on the show, right, in front of the live audience after the week or two weeks of losing weight. They get on the scale, look at the scale, and it's, it becomes a competition. Oh, I've only lost seven pounds this week. Oh. I've only lost 10 pounds this week. And, and, and when they weigh themselves, that, that expectation and that message that, that sends the everyday person on the other side of that television watching it, that sends a bad message saying that, oh, I've only lost seven pounds or I've only lost five pounds in five days, I can do better. What sort of a message does that send? to other people. Right. It's right. A, and it all comes because they're competing and they're comparing and there's mm -hmm. no passion mm -hmm. from that. Right. That's all, that's, that sends a bad message. Yes, I can see that it can be inspiring because you see somebody so big and lost the weight and that says to you all, it may bring awareness those shows will bring awareness as far as oh, about you know, losing weight you know, and, and inspiring, but it still sends the wrong message the way they go about it, how they lose the weight is the wrong part. Do you think of weight loss industry? Well, the biggest is a TV show. That's part of it. And look at the, look at the message, the underlying message they're sending is incorrect as well because what they're doing is not sustainable and it's not realistic to the everyday person. Wow. And so now they need a message like this, what you're saying that's more aligned, that's more, uh, it's not so much positive. 
it's it, but it's it's in alignment with their lifestyle with their desire more supportive rather exactly. than based on resentment so how can they catch more of you <laughs> like you mentioned you did this youtube this and youtube that where can they find you on youtube what's your channel uh the weight loss king the weight loss king and so they is type, it they type in the weight separate words the weight loss king mm-hmm, on, um, YouTube. on youtube that's the actual channel name is called the weight loss king um, they'll find me, um, or Sylvester will pop up. That's, I've, I've tested it out on YouTube. Um, I do have a website as well, which is just um, weightlossking.com.au as okay. well. Um, so that's my, my website. And I do, I'm, I'm on Facebook. So if you go into the Facebook page, it will come up. If you type in the Weight Loss King, that will come up as well. So everything's pretty well. Um, pretty. Instagram, type in the weight loss king, it will come up as well. Picture of a nice. as well. Nice. there, and um, yeah, there's just some really good information um, on my channel. I talk about I do recipes, I do workouts, but I also really focus on um, giving people um, steps and guidance. And then from there, I do mentoring one-on-one with people as well. There's links um, on my YouTube when you go into the description as well, uh, where you can contact me or send me a message or direct message me. So it doesn't matter where you live, um, I can definitely help you lose weight for the very last time. Yes. Awesome. Sylvester, I love your approach. It's really resonating with me. It's very much aligned with the foundation of love, self-honoring, self-acceptance and truth, right? The truth of honoring oneself and to really take back the power and no longer engage in that deception out there, the scam the band-aid solution because really the power relies on the people and people need to recognize that they do have the power just trust yourself in the process and yeah. don't let money distract you from where you're going to beautiful yay we've gone so long thank you for your time <laughs> all right, no it's, all, it's all fine it's just like how do you i mean it's 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 you know how do you can convey this message you know into a tv rating show it'll probably never happen because it's all about ratings so that's why i express myself in other ways and hopefully people can understand yeah the truth when it comes to to weight loss yeah yeah i, I and i think people are hungry for truth yeah they are. i think yeah. so people are ready to hear the truth um, and thank you, thank you for leading the way oh. in the truth telling, and, yeah. and not giving your soul away to those money making machines. And they give money a bad name. You know what? Because because I coach on money too. They uh, give money a bad name. They do, but I believe that you no, know, we we all enter, and we all leave this world the same. Hmm. We are remembered how we live our lives in between. So you ask yourself, what legacy do you want to be remembered by? The person that took the money and sold 
and sold his soul to sell those fat weight loss pills? Or do you want to be remembered that person who stood up to the weight loss industry and told them that they are wrong and they're against humanity and this is the way to do it? Awesome. Thank you, Silvestro. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind, take back your voice, take back your soul, take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.